This is The Hike, a limited series. Conversations with independent advisors and home office employees. Stay focused, learn something, and keep moving forward. Well, welcome to episode two. Um, Super excited. Again, this is Val Vest, and we have Andrew Evans with us. And today, I'm talking to Andrew about interpersonal communication. But before we kind of jump into all the good stuff we've got lined up with that, Andrew, I wanted to kind of hear about your week. How'd it go? I was, it was okay. It was okay. A lot of things this week. A lot of things this week. Actually, uh, before we started this, which I thought was was interesting, thinking about the topic today, um, my wife's watching uh, White Christmas as mm. uh, as she's wrapping you know some presents and things, and I thought about that that a lot of our topic today in terms of communication, which this week was very difficult for it. Um, a lot of people tend to get a very military viewpoint in how you should communicate, and this week that's why I was a little like, "Ooh, this is kind of draining," is that things seemed a little static, it's a little. A little rough on that. Um, that was just more from some some interactions, but the rest of it. I mean, we got a ton of snow. That's right. This is terrible. You know, it's awful. Nobody knows how to drive in it. Um, Did the kids know, like it? To a point, kids like snow to a point, and then they're like, "I'm cold." Well, you're in snow. What do you want? You know. <laughs> Uh, what are, little things, you know. But I, I think we got through the week okay, uh, better than the last you know, the year we had the week before. Um, it was pretty cool. What are you guys up to? You know, it's funny that you said that. Cause I, I feel like we had a similar week or I had a similar week. It was, um, both at work and really at home. I would say at work, just a lot going on. I did see a silver lining in that. And part of it's the time of year. It's just a busy time of year, you know, in our, obviously in our business, but, um, the silver lining I saw at work was around other teams coming together, kind of to pitch in and help and, you know, that, that collaboration. So that was good to see, even though it was, there's a lot going on and, you know, some delays and backlogs and that stuff, but we're, we're working through it. Would this be Socratic, Socratic irony? This might be Socratic irony in that you and I know what we are talking about. Right. Based on the date. Cause today is December 19th. And our respective firms, we know what's been going on. And for those who are associated with, you know, who are work directly with you or those that work with me or who have some association with our respective firms, they know what we're talking about. Other people, no clue. And that's fine. Everything is okay. By the time this thing comes out, the world is new and everybody's okay. 2020 will be over by the time this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that, it's funny that you said that because personally we had a little bit, you, you know, you mentioned this morning, your wife wrapping presents and talking about communication and all that, but we had, a, I would say some disappointment in our family, I'll just say, and just, she didn't like Twilight. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think it's just embracing that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I'm like, I guess it's just, it'll be okay. You know what I mean? So what are you going to do? Yeah. I, you know, I think, you know, I think fun thing about this for us is we're going to have weeks where, you know, I, last week we were celebrating a, a pre-black belt celebration, but I think the reality of it is not every week's a celebration. No, no. we're going to make it fun anyway. 
Yeah, <laughs> you might as well. But yeah. As my bubby always said, this too shall pass. Exactly. Exactly. So this too shall pass. So, yeah. you know, but it was a fine week. It was a fine week. Oh, yeah. oh, I left say it's um it's funny in in this world like for my personal practice, I don't get a lot of checks for Oh, sure. Um and if I do, you know, they're typically going into like a, a brokerage account. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the app and I take my phone and I and that's it. That's the end of it. Once a year, one of my clients gives me a check, a physical check that's going to 529 accounts mm. and it has to be broken up. And it's just one of these funny things that for how this might, this is like, this is I, maybe this is a perfect view of my hubris. We'll say for how good I am on technology and, you know, doing client service and things like that. And, you know, my strength in, in some operation things, dot, dot, dot. Every time I get that check in December, I look at it. What do I do with, what am I going to do with this? What do I do with this thing? Every, every single year, every year. And I have everything lined up. I know exactly where, where it was going. I have all the, you know, the, um, uh, uh, the, the letters to the, to the sponsor companies to how to break it up and everything like that. I know how to, but every year I, as soon as I get it in my hand, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do with this. But it, right. it's a funny thing about the world that we're in is that this technology is advancing so that we don't have to do these things. But then you get it and you're like, I, oh, uh, and I used to do this every single day. Yeah. It's like, I, 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 right. I did, and I just did this. I just did this. I just did this. How do I do it? And it takes me a little bit to, to ramp back yeah. up. That's because just you, a, one of those things. You do know how to do it. You just have to remember it's been a long year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's been a very long year. It has. You know, it's funny. I mean, there's, I think we're all complaining about 2020. There's a, there's a lot of good, uh, you know, that came out of it that we'll, I'm sure look back on, but anyway, I don't want to keep, uh, keep going. I want to jump into interpersonal communication. Uh, I want to jump in that, into that topic because I have to admit to you, Andrew, I had to look it up. I had to do the old Google Wikipedia. What really is interpersonal communication? So that might, what did you find? What did you tell you? It is um, an interaction between people, mm-hmm. both words and expression. Yes. Yes, it is. So, um, so I'm like, what, you know, really what is it? I'm like, I knew what it was, you know, I understand the concept, but I'm like, what truly is it? So I did an old fashioned, let's look this up in um, preparing for that. So I'm, I'm excited for this conversation because I know I'm going to learn something. Well, that's good. You know, I, um, I've always always is a strong word. Um, I've continually tried to sharpen that skill and I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the expert. I mean, if I was an expert, I'd probably be teaching at some university and I'd have tenure by now and I wouldn't even care about any of this. Um, but I, I, I continually try to, you know, improve myself, better myself. And I think what's been interesting about this year with the uh, doing things primarily over the phone or over Zoom, missing those 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 personal interactions where you can see the the hand movements, the eye movements, the turn. If somebody's slouching, if they're sitting up, if they turned ahead to listen in more, you know, Zoom Zoom and Go Meetings and Google Meet and all of those uh, have given everybody a chance to be like, well, I can just turn off my video and then nobody has to see me. Mm-hmm. Now you're you're stuck with only audio to you know hear that or via email 
which there it's so hard to understand context of what somebody is saying to you via email unless they are you know properly using um, punctuations or they're capitalizing letters or they're bolding or they're italicizing but in the end even when you get that email you get you you hear that person you don't see them mm -hmm. you really need to dig back in and say well, what are you talking about help me understand better yeah. Um, well, yeah, that, that's interpersonal. Yeah. Like it's everything. It's everything right. that we're doing now. Right. Well, and I think too, you mentioned like email or, you know, being on, you know, being on a video, but having your video off, you know, it leaves a lot of um, interpretation. And that's, I think, sometimes where things can get off. But which that's reminds me. Representation. <laughs> but you yeah, know, that's great. Uh, sounds good. Yeah. Let's get into that. That sounds uh, wonderful. Let's uh, let's do these things. Uh, let's make that a priority. Yeah, but you look good that way. You know, we look all fancy in our glamour shots. Polo. Yeah. You got the polo. You got that. You're but on a Saturday morning. I wanted to, I don't know if you remember this. You probably, I'm guessing you do, but I was thinking about a, um, a time, an interpersonal maybe exchange, communication exchange between us. Um, I think I had responded um in not a great way to something that you had sent me and you reached out to me and wanted to have a conversation um you didn't want to you know just to be via email you reached out to me to have a conversation and i could hear in your voice because we were talking on the phone i could hear in your voice i want to say seriousness for lack of a better word and you shared feedback with me that um maybe I don't know if it was harder to share or harder for me to receive, but it's, I mean, it wasn't hard to receive. It wasn't, you know, you know, like huge, but it was a difficult, you know, kind of difficult to share. Yeah. I, I remember, I don't remember what that was about though. I have no idea what it was about. I probably still have the email. Cause I'm one of those weirdos that saves like every email. Yeah. I have well, like I have to. thousand yeah. In my inbox, that I, I I know, I know. People yeah. listening, be like, you gotta delete those, and the IT people will be like, oh, I I know, I know, I know. I don't hoard things. I hoard data. Education. Yeah, but I think a couple things. One, one, I appreciate the feedback because feedback is a gift. I mean, that's fundamentally how you know I do my you know do even you know do my job is you know understanding the feedback, understanding where you're at because you know, I don't know what it's like every single day to walk in your shoes. So the best way for me to understand that is to ask questions and get feedback. So, so, but then, at a, but in terms of relationship standpoint, I kind of felt like it was a turning point in our relationship where we had more openness. So I, I thought it was a good story around our own interpersonal communication. Yeah. I, I, mean, I remember, I remember it. Yeah. I remember doing it. I don't remember what the topic was. I don't remember why it was. Was it just after, was it in Indianapolis we did that? Was that where it came from, from that Ignite? I, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I just thought it was a good um, example of why it, it's important, how it can improve a relationship. And look at, you know, now fast forward and look what we're doing. Oh yeah, this is great. This so, is awesome. Is one of, and, um, so I, I, and I think that's another, that's another good thing about discussing of, you know, uh, interpersonal communication is, is also, it's a, it, it's also, um, we'll say it's a generic way to encapsulate how you develop a relationship. Right. So yeah. it's, 
you know, it's, it's understand. It's not just, you know, the, the, the degrees of interpersonal relationships in, in your daily life, obviously I'd say for, for a lot of us, that number one is going to be with our spouse. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have probably children, then, you know, extended family um, out in the regular world, you know, uh, the people that you work with daily, that should be pretty strong. But, but, you know, there's, um, there's always the one offs, like your true understanding the, you know, the uh, understanding, um, you know, your waiter or your waitress's ethos of how they feel, you know, about what they're doing. That's, it's probably not gonna get not gonna get that in depth with that person, you know, or right. a gas right. station attendant or something like that, or you know, where it's a quick trade-off. But it's it's degrees of engagement. But <clears throat> along those lines, and t- I have no idea where we are in time. So if we're supposed to move on to something else, tell me. But if you're cognizant of it, the more you frequent a place, um, so and I, and I'm not saying that the waiters or waitresses or gas station or whatever are not worth your time to have a relationship. It's just, you're probably not going to get too far down, down, you know, in, in, you know, under the ground and, you know, really understand them. But let's say like, but if you go to the same grocery store Mm. and if it's the same, you know, four or five people, you know, checking you out all the time, they're familiar with your face, right? Their face is familiar to you. You start to learn their interactions. You start to pick up their idiosyncrasies of, how they're doing a scanning or how they respond. You know, some, somebody might be really hard on, uh, hard to, you know, to, to get you to, um, um, you know, put in the coupons or to give you the coupons, you know, you get the, yeah. get all these coupons. Um, and you then prep yourself for ready for it. And then you could start to actually have an interaction, but it's you that has to be cognizant of it to engage that further. If you don't want to do that, it's fine. I'm not saying on this, you know, what we're talking about that you should do that. But if you, it's, it'd be interesting as like a little experiment for anybody who's listening in is that uh, all the interactions, all the, we'll call it the, um, if anybody watched Fight Club, the single serving friends, I'm I'm a big fan of Fight Club. Um, So go back to all those single serving people that you have and ask an extra question. Just ask a question from all the little things that they've done, the things that you remember that they do, just see where it goes. Ask the question. Well, I love that because um, what I heard, what I took from that is a couple things. One is you're going to help me be a better parent with my teenage girls today because I'm going to, I'm going to learn some maybe better ways to communicate with them because they're tough to communicate with. Yeah, I've got, I got a funny thing about that. Um, uh, foreshadowing one of our upcoming guests, mm-hmm. um, he has, and we'll let him tell it again. I'll get him to tell it again. Okay. But but, but what he said is because he has three daughters. Uh, you know, uh, older, varying in range. And, and, and uh, he says, um, talk, I think it, it might be all teenagers, but again, he's coming from the aspect of having three daughters. Sure. Uh, he said, t- you know, uh, talking to your teenage daughter is like NASA talking to the Mercury astronauts. What do you mean? He goes, well, you got to talk to them, but only so, but, but in a proper way, he'll say it better than I do. Cause if you do too much, they come into the atmosphere too fast and they burn up on entry. Or if you do too little, they skip off the atmosphere and they go into space. So you've you've got to communicate with them in the right window, the right frequency. Right. So the trajectory gets them to that real good splashdown. Who knew it would be so 
so uh, finite that we need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me, let me um, keep this moving and jump in. One of the questions I had for you is how did you get to, um, you know, kind of studying interpersonal communication or, or being, you know, so knowledgeable about it? Um, I, I have an, I'm an odd, um, well, maybe I don't, I, I probably don't have an odd background for what we do. Um, I actually have, um, I actually have a bachelor, bachelor's of fine arts in communication. Oh, okay. Um, and I, and, well, I, I'll have to say this in a previous life cause it's been, it's been years now. Um, you know, I am, I was very, very large into theater, theatrical productions, mm-hmm. um, you know, did backstage work on stage, um, did one, um, international, uh, show. Um, so I've, I've been around, I've been in it, I've worked on the, the business side of it. Um, but then obviously being on stage and things like that. So uh, right. a little bit of everything. And, um, just as a foundational, I don't believe anything teaches you how to communicate and work with and be around and accepting of a more diverse group of people than theater does. A lot of people talk about sports being, oh, well, that's, you learn teamwork and then you're going to know how to talk to them and things. You still have a tremendous amount of some of just one person's singular efforts in Mm -hmm. sports. And it, and um, I'm not knocking sports, but it, it, it tends to get a little bit more narrow. Whereas when, when you, when you do theater, I mean, this is what we're doing here is a version of theater. I mean, impromptu this is theater. What's that? I said impromptu theater. Yeah. This is, this is pure improv. So mm-hmm. give me a chair, give me a location, you know, where are we going to be? What's the time? Right. Um, but you know, theater actually allows you to, to work with a lot of people, talk to them, pick up on the, the, the verbal cues, you know, the little verbal cues, the, uh, uh, the physical cues, you know, things in the face and so forth. Right. Um, so that, that's, that's a quick basis there. So starting in that moving into, um, you know, uh, uh, financial services after, you know, graduating college, um, started doing, you know, working, moving through essentially, you know, the sales positions. Right. And I always, and I always found it odd that, everything is or was and some degree we're, we're still pretty much there everything was in was an inside out conversation mm-hmm. so I started I, I really started to study that more of why is everything um oh Val welcome to such and such XYZ financial but 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 I hear yes yeah, so you've got this and you got mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've got a whole life policy and that's what you need or Hmm. Yes, I understand that. You know, the Fidelity Contra Fund is exactly what. Da, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. So it was always an inside out. It was never a talk to me about who you are, what you're doing, where you want to go, so on and so on. I might have something for you, but if anything, I can at least give you better guidance as where to go. Um, things like the CFP or the CHFC and so forth, the CFP board, I don't know, they'll probably come down on this podcast and tell me I'm wrong, that I think it's, it's helped. Right. Um, but what I found it, what I always find it to be, um, that or, or any of those programs, it's kind of like a forced version of an outside in consultative approach. So, uh, you know, so looking into that, always trying to study that, always trying to see, okay, why do we do things that way? Why do we talk to people that way? Nobody should be talked to. You should always be asking the questions 
Um, you know, you got two ears and one mouth, which means, you know, listen twice as much as you talk. Right. Even though this podcast is obviously a, a, a direct affront to that. So I, I always want to understand that. I try to do better. Um, and it's a passion of mine to make sure that I understand where someone is coming from. If I'm mm-hmm. a- asking your question or if you want to clarify it, but that's how I started. Starting in theater, knowing those things, moving into a sales position, moving into running a practice, and now uh, part of a, of a sizable firm. There's so many uh, people that that I, we have to deal with on a daily basis. You You can't quite get to everything, but taking a little bit of time to just ask those extra questions about where do you want to go with this or make a make a clarifying statement and then dig a little deeper right that's really where i come from of like i want to help you but i don't understand what you're talking about oh a, a great example so so uh, for everybody uh, watching and listening val and i were talking about building an intro for this right and and so she said well yeah, let's do it. And so we started it and she went right into it. I go, wait, I didn't think we were doing that. She was, well, I was doing the intro. I go, but that's not an intro. And we had to, we had to fix our definition yeah. of what an intro is. And it right. was a, wait, what are you doing? No, what are you doing? Right. What is this? What is that? And we figured it out and here yeah. we go. No, it's true. So I think that's true. So, you know, I, you, you kind of, um, gave some advice in that as well as it sounds like some foundationally, that asking that additional question, but more importantly, listening to the answer is really what you focused in on. Um, when you think about our industry, when you think, think about the financial services industry, whether it is, you know, companies, you know, or, and, and people that work in the home office like me and or as you're working with clients or, you know, even other financial um, advisors, you know, within oh, your financial firm. professionals financial professionals within your firm, what, um, what do you wish we all knew about interpersonal communication? We're all really bad at it. I, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's very direct, but we're really bad at it. And, and I'm not saying that I'm great. I'm not saying that I'm great. I mean, I, I have screwed things up really, really bad. Um, so that happens. I, I always see it as it's a muscle, it's an action, um, it's a habit that you always have to cultivate. Right. And I think my feeling as to why we are bad at it com- compared to, to other things that are out there, right. because there is no training or development for it. Mm. Um, at one point in time, you know, companies like Xerox and Philips and so forth had armies of salespeople yeah. who were all deeply trained in what somebody would say sales training, but it wasn't, it was communications. They were really, they were basically like detectives, you know, now they weren't as cold as, you know, uh, um, on dragnet, you know, just the facts. They weren't, they weren't cold like that, but I mean, they were, mm -hmm, yes. Okay. So now tell me about, tell me about that need. Okay. Now tell me how you're using, okay. Tell me about the people who touch this. Now, now, those people that touch this, how often do they touch this? You know, so they would drive down real, but they do it in such an, a, a wonderful kind of, um, you know, lighthearted way that that's what allowed those companies to, to grow and, 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 and develop and flourish um, over those 40, the 70s into the 80s and so forth. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because they not only taught that 
Um, and like you said, it was Uber, you know, just training programs, but then they practiced it and role played it. And, um, and it's, you're right. It's not something that most of us do. Yeah. And I think, you know, over the, over the, um, uh, you know, throughout the, the 90s, early 2000s, so forth to now, those, all of those training programs degrade, 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 degrade. They splinter off, degrade, degrade, splinter yeah. over, degrade, degrade, degrade. And if you do catch on onto a, to a coaching program that actually has some steep knowledge in communications, um, you, you, you should pay for it. I mean, you know, you should really utilize it because you need someone to give you benchmarks to help strive, you know, to, to get you better and drive forward because those programs are not there. The best you're going to get from companies anymore. Uh, and that's a very big, broad, general topic. I'm sure right. somebody out there is doing some intense level of, you know, good, right. solid uh, uh, development and training. But, you know, sponsor companies for the most part, it, it's going to be mostly uh, product. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, there's high-level practice management, that kind of thing. But yeah, you know. yeah. and practice yeah. management is very different than than communications and right. um, uh, sales and engagement. The practice management is okay. Well, let's let's segregate the book of business, and these are the yeah. A's, these are the B's, or these are the platinums, these are the silvers, and this yeah. is your service process. That's that's not a communication process. Totally different. Yeah. yeah, like we well, got to work on your brand and your vision and your mission. That's that's not communication. That's just the thing. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's my answer. We're we're really bad at it. Bad at it. We're we're just bad at it. And that that's just a general comment. I'm sure some are very good, some are probably egregious. Um, but I I'd give us all an average of bad. Bad. Well, and the other thing I heard you say is it's like everything else that if you want to be good at it and it be lasting, you have to, it's like you said, like working out a muscle, you have to do it all the time. It's not like you can just take to your point, even if you found a class that took it. It's not like you can take that class, check it off your box, off the box, and like now you're some great, you know, communicator. But yeah, let me tell you, this week we might have to have a second episode talking about this because we are running out of time. So, oh, I'm sorry, I just drawn on and on. No, no, it's good stuff. I just think it's a good topic. We could probably, like I said, maybe do maybe do a part two down the road. You know? Yeah, um, that'd be fine. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you before we wrap up, you know, a question you and I um, are interested in about, you know, everyone in this industry or what is a habit that you have in place right now that you think really fuels, I'm going to say fuels your success. I'm not loving you give me a bad habit. Do you like that? <laughs> I have no bad habits. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have bad habits. Um, actually, uh, the one thing I started doing about two years ago is I started uh, utilizing a focus journal. Now, um, full and fair disclosure, this is the full focus planner uh, produced by Michael Hyatt. So please sponsor our podcast, Michael Hyatt. Give <laughs> us money to pay for all this. Michael Hyatt, full focus planner, buy it. Give us money. Um, I've used it too, if that helps. Give us money. Michael Hyatt, give us money. Um, but why it's my habit is that there's so many things going on, so many things that I have to do that I noticed two years ago as we, as our, as our organization was now starting to kind of almost compound in growth. Right. There's a lot of little things that have to be done every single day without fail. These have to be done. Then you have the bigger things that are now, uh, you know, that it's going to happen on a Monday or it's going to happen on a Tuesday. Right. You know, it has to get done. Then there are the things that pop in every day you know, as I always like to say it, in, in my world, um, it seems like the world starts to burn somewhere around 245 Eastern 
every day and it burns from about 245 to somewhere around like 515. That's when everybody needs everything. It's, it's really interesting. So that's my habit. I started really focusing in on writing down my, my objectives for the day. What are the big things that have to be done? I'm not so intense on it for like writing down into the quarters, um, but it's more like, okay, these are the big things for the month. These yeah. are the big things for the week. This is what I have to get done today. That's my habit. Yeah. That's a great habit. You think, um, have you seen a big difference in how you've been able to stay focused and not let, you know, the emails, the texts, the fires at 245? Yeah, um, actually, it, as, as I, I continually, ref- I, I, I try to reflect on it. And what, I, what, I, what I'm realizing is I could probably use like seven assistants, but more that um, I'm, I'm not so good at scheduling my weekly travel. So if I have to get somewhere, I'm very accommodating to people and I need, this is going to sound terrible. I have to stop doing that because I'm, I'll usually be going somewhere when, shoot, this other thing has to happen. Crap, I got to get there faster. And then maybe I, maybe I'm, I'm late by five minutes to whatever the next thing is, or maybe I missed somebody uh, and, and I hate that. So that what I'm realizing is that focusing on these things, I'm realizing that my time, I now have to, I now have to take another double my efforts in mm. improving my scheduling of getting to places or putting things on my calendar. I have to become way more cognizant than I have. Yeah. Things yeah. are getting done. It's just that I gotta, I gotta, I gotta arrange them better. Yeah. You'll have to um, stack that habit. I would, um, you know, that's one of James Clear's, you know, recommendations. So you have the habit right now of focusing in on the the big things for the day. Your next thing right after that is we happen to like, look at your calendar, maybe for the day or the week and doing that. So that's great. Well, this is awesome. So this is episode two. Inter- two. Oh my gosh. I know. No, this was fun. I um I hope people got a lot of information. I think, like I said, I think there's a uh, value in maybe us making this a uh, a part two conversation down the road. But um, we do have big plans to have some guests and some exciting things coming. So we just um, mm-hmm. encourage people to stick around. And thanks for everyone listening. Yeah, we've got um, we got the Dalai Lama coming on. We got big guests. I mean, it's amazing. Um, you know, Prime Minister. Um, uh, is going to be on. Uh, it's, it's, Talk about Brexit, you know. Yeah, that's, that's what we're going to have. It's it's going to be amazing. You know? Yeah, it's good. You know? I think Zoe Deschanel was, is going to be on, isn't she? And is this our Christmas episode? Well, we don't have anything Christmassy. We have I nothing Christmassy. I can hold up. We're coming up on Christmas. This might be released close to then or after or something, but just letting everyone know we're close to it. Right. Yeah. I think the bigger thing is we're close to 2021. That's that's what we're more excited about. I think people are really excited about that. Let's get out of here. Well, let's get out of here. That's the end of this. We're done. All right, that's a wrap. Bye, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Hike. Securities offered through Registered Representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer, and member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. TAG Advisors and Cambridge are separate entities.